You're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam, streaming on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and at DCAUreview.com. Now, here's today's episode. Welcome, everybody, to episode 39 of the DCAU Review. I'm your host, Cal, and along with me, the DCAU Twitter guru, my good brother and host, Liam. Liam, welcome back to the DCAU Review. You know, we had a rough one last week. Oh, boy. And... This is better. It's not great, but it's better. We had such a terrible time last week that we decided to leave Batman the Animated Series yes. behind. That coupled with the fact that the, the fans demanded more Batman Beyond. Yes, that's right. So uh, it's uh, back to the future, as they say. Whoa. Oh, hey, you see what I did there? <laughs> uh, so we're going back to futuristic Gotham, back to watch some Batman Beyond here. So uh we continued on in uh in order. We're doing seems like we're doing the Batmans in order. Everything yeah. else we're kinda jumping around a little bit. But uh so we went back in order. Uh so we're back to where we stopped uh in Batman Beyond. So we're picking up with episode is it eight, I think, on the D V D? Yes. I think it's episode eight, uh which is Dead Man's Hand, uh which introduces sort of backwardsly introduces the Royal Flush Gang into the DCAU uh, universe. I just called it the DCAU universe, which <laughs> is double... It's like ACM machine. Yeah, it's <laughs> Good point. Yes. So the, the, introducing them into the DCAU. And uh, so, Liam, let's, let's well, talk... Well, to be fair, it. DC Comics is Detective Comics Comics. True. So... That's, that's, that's a, that is a valid and fair point. Redundancy um, runs in this universe. It's the Department of Redundancy Department. Correct. Gotcha. All right. Uh, so, uh, yes, uh, Dead Man's Hand is the episode we're tackling today. Introduction of the, the Royal Flush Gang, uh, which, I, like you said, it's it's easy to pick up based on where we were last week and say, ah, get a little little breathing room <laughs> here, a little, little breath of fresh air, uh, back to Batman Beyond. Well, what do you think of this episode? Yeah, I guess we can jump into plot a little bit here. It's fine. There's a lot of things I like about it. I like the type of story they're doing. Because I think if you're doing Teenage Batman, Mm -hmm. what comes with that is a lot of very uh, Spider-Man-y problems. Yeah. Of Terry's letting his girlfriend, his mom, his, you know... His Terry McGinnis responsibilities are going to be let down because he's spending so much time being Batman, which, of course, is a pretty recurring theme in in the Spider-Man world. So I like the idea of this plot of he's sort of frustrated because he's got so much to do as Batman, and so he's late for yet another date with Dana. She dumps him in the middle of the dance floor (laughs) at the crazy techno club. So dramatic. And, uh, of course, you know, Bruce Wayne is sort of very dismissive of his problems because it's just a teenager. They'll be back together (laughs) next... He might as well have just said next episode. Right. um, Because they are, I'm pretty sure. But, uh... But, yeah, so they... And then immediately he goes out... You know, goes outside the club and meets this girl, Melanie, uh, who uh, we find out about three minutes later is part of this Royal Flush Gang and... We get a little bit of backstory, as you mentioned, that you know the Royal Flush Gang has fought Batman before. The King mentions that when he was young, perhaps when he was the Jack of the group, mm-hmm. uh, Batman ar- arrested all of them and broke up the family. And so not only are they trying to, to get money so that they can retire, they also want to kill Batman because... They have a vendetta So, so the return him. of Batman, this version obviously being Terry, brought back the, you know, brought the return of the Royal Flush Gang... 
for revenge against him as well as you know trying to raise a new fortune so right um yeah what did you i mean to that i think you're right you have to write these stories if you're doing teenage batman um because that's the type of problems that teenagers have yeah um, at the same time, though, I couldn't help but feel annoyed the entire the entire <laughs> episode. Just like Terry, man, like no one put a gun to your head and made you Batman. Like no one said you have to do this. And I get it. You're you're falling under the pressure of well, you want to make Mr. Wayne happy, and you you like the job. But it's it's an interesting dynamic. I I think that my issue is they didn't go. It's almost they didn't go deep enough. I think. Um, Okay. There's not enough Bruce. Like I would would rather have had more of the dynamic of Bruce trying to explain to him why why you need to put aside your your personal family. And you get you get the part where Terry blows up on him and tells him that he he doesn't want to be alone like Bruce ends up being, right. which is very emotionally charged and and would feel I think even even more real if we had from the opposite side Bruce really really going through and lecturing Terry on why it's why this is the priority and why he needs to focus on being Batman instead of just kind of brushing off everything Terry says. Right. And I yeah, and I think there's something to that. As, as I mean, we know like when we find Bruce at the beginning of Rebirth, he's an old man living at home with a dog. Mm-hmm. There's no Tim, there's no Barbara, there's no Dick. Everybody's gone. So the idea of someone throwing that in his face as, you know, all these people that loved you, that you loved, left you. Um, that should be a bigger moment. Agreed. Because that's really the first time it's been like directly addressed and thrown at him. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of just brushed over, and the next time we see him, he's like forgiving Terry, and they walk off into the sunset together. Right. Um, and this is addressed again a little bit more in, obviously, in like Return of the Joker, and when we get a few more episodes with Barbara Gordon as a focus. Right. Um, so we do get some of that down the line, but it felt like this was an opportunity, and maybe there could have been a little less, uh, or maybe, yeah, maybe this just, there was just too much. Maybe they shouldn't have used that part of it, like, to go that personal right yeah. now. Yeah, it was Like, ha- if it was more just Terry being like, oh, man, and, and Bruce sort of being the hard-ass, like, drill sergeant. Um, but they went to the well of having like the personal insults start getting thrown and Bruce getting in his face and telling him that, you know, one night can make all the difference in this job. And it's true. And, and which is for some for- interesting foreshadowing, although I don't know it was purpose- purposeful, but a foreshadowing certainly to return to the Joker. Yes, absolutely. One night changes everything. Right. The night Robin was out alone or the night, the night that Bruce's parents died or, right. or, or you know, whatever it's alluding his illusions are to there. I think I think that you're right. I think maybe they just tried to do too much in, in setting up the dynamic between what Terry Terry with Bruce and Ten with it was hard to determine. Is it her dad? Is it her stepdad? Because she, yeah. her mom, like Queen, is her mom, I think. And, yes. But she says like they welcomed us into this family, or like, like this, this family's been good to us, right. and it's always been here. Like it's not, yeah, it's not one hundred percent clear, but it's clear that she doesn't have the relationship with King King yeah. that she has with Queen. Sure. Um, Sorry, yes, but that, that I see what they were going for. You're kind setting of a up Romeo the, Juliet thing, right? You're setting up the dynamic on both sides, and oh, they just want to be together. But even that's convoluted. They were they met each other. They had a what 
tw- maybe a three hour interaction the first time they met. Maybe like yeah. if you're that's giving it some like giving it some credit. Yeah, maybe. like some time passes between when they meet outside the club and when they say their goodbyes. Right. So okay, maybe a couple hours, and right. then twenty four hours later, they spend another four hour five hours together. And then they're in love, and they want to. Like, just he's willing to put Batman aside for. I yeah, know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. All I'm saying is, I don't. I get what they were going for, but I don't think it was. I don't think they were effective in doing it. So I, I gave. I gave plot six out of ten. Yeah, I went five out of ten. Like I said, I. I, I, I I'm pretty much just repeating what you said now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like what they were going for. Just think the execution could have been better. I hear you. All right, uh, let's move on to music, Liam. Um, so, uh, music in this episode, um, I gotta be honest, uh, hung around in the background, um, we talked a little bit before about the difference between the Batman animated series and then Batman Beyond's music choices, music styles are very different. Um, this, I, I don't remember the, the music standing out in any good ways. There's one particular (laughs) scene where it stands out in a very, very bad way. Um, and that was the the scene where where Terry and and, and uh, Ten uh, finally are reunited under the clock. They they both end up running late because, unbeknownst to them, they were fighting each other. Yes. Uh, but they show up and they, they embrace, and it's this sappy like terrible '80s rock ballad. <laughs> it's awful. snake song or something so just alluding to last week's episode I think we've opened the floodgates I'm no longer afraid to give a score less than like three anymore Uh now that we've opened the floodgates on this I I gave music two out of ten for this episode not only was it not impactful in a way that I thought was memorable it was memorable in a bad way it was a detriment to the episode I was just left scratching I was just like what even is this music so two out of ten for music for me what about you yeah I went four out of ten I didn't I didn't hit it quite as much as you yeah but uh yeah I, I can I can see where you're coming from it didn't there's not like a strong royal flush gang theme and there isn't really like it could have used maybe more of an emotional like swell when Terry and Bruce have their big falling out mm-hmm. but it's just kind of that hap- I don't even think there is any music during that scene. You just hear Terry, like, shoves Bruce away and then runs, and you just hear uh, Terry. There's really never any music in the Batcave, so I get, like, they they could have used it there. Was yeah. my point. You, you just kind of hear Terry's footsteps running away. Speaking of which, do you think Bruce could be, like, convicted of assaulting a minor because he grabs Terry by yeah. the shirt? And yeah, that- I think so. <laughs> Child abuse? I mean... If we're going to talk about Bruce Wayne's child abuse, let's not. Yeah, let's not talk about he that. Dress, let's not he dressed dress. up a bunch of them as birds and let's, let's let him go, fall, let him fight the Joker. Let's not. Let's not go down that rabbit hole. All right. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Any other thoughts <laughs> on music? No, that's that's about it. Like I said, I I didn't think it was quite so terrible, but certainly didn't uh, didn't enhance the episode in every way. Okay. All right. So let's move on to visuals, shall we? Uh, again, I think this this category is going to be the one that stands out and was the strongest for me. 
Um, we talked about it before we went on the air. It's a little bit, a little difficult in certain ways. Um, my biggest, so I'll start out with my biggest gripe. Okay, so Melanie is a character I have no problems with. What I do have an issue with is their decision to animate one piece of hair in falling <laughs> down her forehead. And all I can think about is that single strand comb over that they do the entire time in <laughs> Batman the Animated Series. They, I, I get what they're going for. They're getting for like hair in her face, but right. it just looks like I don't know string cheese or something. Yeah, and that's all I see the entire episode. Like her hair is melting, her hair is butter, and it's melting down <laughs> her skull or something. I, I don't know. Um, so that took my score down a little bit. With that said, I'll go to the positive now. Um, the Royal Flush Gang looks awesome. They, they do. They look really cool. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, this is this technically debuted before the Justice League and the incarnation, the different incarnations of the Royal Flush Gang uh, on that series. But this this gang is to me the the standard of of the Royal Flush Gang. They look cool. Um, they look menacing. They're they're a good design. Like I always regretted that they never made toys of these guys. Yes, because they just look cool. Like the, it's the red and the white and the gold. Mm-hmm. Um, they look outstanding. And um, yeah, I I think I think their look uh, is awesome. I think uh, there's there's a, the scene where where uh, Terry and Melanie stay up all night uh, together. Uh-huh. And they're walking around. There's like a sunrise that comes over Gotham. That's the first like light real light that you see in goth like that you yeah. that twilight or that sunrise look it's not a common look in the dcau animation not so it's a unique though. yeah it's a, it's a unique thing so that that was kind of cool um so for that reason i gave i gave visuals a strong eight eight out of ten how about you yeah i'm a little i'm a little down on this one i was i'm a five out of ten. Oh, um is that should we disagree? Is this a disagreement? Kind, maybe a little uh, bit. Uh, like, there's a lot of daytime in this, okay. though. Like, the first scene on the cruise ship. Uh-huh. And, like, I just didn't think the action was very... I didn't think any it's of the action... Yacht, yacht, because they you're were right. a yacht club. It was yacht, you're right. Correct. <laughs> yacht club. Club. Like, cards have clubs. Yeesh. <laughs> That's like... Ugh. That's a stretch. Anyway, um, so I thought I I thought most of the action beats were were a little lame okay. and uh, underperforming. Also, a weird one I just want to point out, and I'm gonna bring it up because she's a teenager. She's supposed to be a teenager. Is when the first scene where we meet Melanie and she's talking to Terry. She's like straddling a pole. Yeah, I know. And she's that. sticking her ass out, and she's like like thrusting her chest out, and I'm like, this is supposed to be like a 15 year old girl. She's peacocking. Right and like <laughs> and I understand the idea is fifteen. Like, are you sure? Okay, maybe like seventeen. But yeah, I feel better at seventeen. I I don't. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's only slightly. Point being, maybe. point being, uh, it's just it was weird and like and I understand they were trying to go like her body language is more like forward because then like the next scene is like she just like kisses Terry immediately and he's sort of taken aback by that. And I get the idea is like she's forward and cool and dangerous and. <laughs> So different than his other girlfriend who complains when he stands her up for dates. What a bitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I just like, I thought that was weird. You're right about her hair, too. It's it, like, it's one of those once you see, you can't unsee things. Yeah, it's and, very distracting. 
And I get it that they're trying to, like, again, make her look visually different compared to Dana or some of the other female characters we meet. Well, Dana's Asian, though. Like, it's very... There, yeah. There's already going to be a stark contrast. Like, the, one of the cool things I actually like is they made her blonde a la Selena Kyle. Yes. So you have that dynamic. But she she's a blonde. She looks... I, I yeah, mean, I get what you're saying, but that, if that yeah, if that's the reasoning, that's a terrible reason. Right. She doesn't she doesn't particularly look anything like Danny. She doesn't have hair on her face, uh, to your to your point. She doesn't have the melty string cheese hair. Right. Um so yeah, I just I didn't I just thought it was kind of unimpressive visually. Okay. I liked a little bit of the one of the chase scenes where they've taken a guard hostage and Batman's uh flying after them through through the the, the buildings, the skyline of cool. Gotham. That's cool, but outside of that, I just I was I was disappointed in this. I you know I agree with you that the, that uh, from a design standpoint the Royal Flush Gang looks great, mm-hmm. and there's a cool little bit when when Bruce is telling Terry about the Royal Flush Gang where they sort of flash back into Bruce's mind or something, and you see like paintings of all the different some of the different Royal Flush Gang members and and stuff over the years. Like that was kind of cool. But the other visual I really liked was when he uses the GCPD like computer system whatever it is yeah he plugs his giant 1990s phone into the <laughs> into the system and it and it comes up and you see the computer screen but you also see his reflection on the computer screen yeah. it's just like half of his face you only see the reflection there but that i thought that was a that was a neat visual yeah they yeah they didn't have to do that and yeah it was, it was a nice little extra flourish so yeah but yeah like i said kind of kind of underwhelming for me sure. this week five out of ten five out of ten all right uh liam let's take us home with our final category which is going to be voice acting uh, we have a lot of because the royal flush gang is has so many people in it uh, five members before <laughs> that speak um we have a, a brand new cast of people here coming in today anybody to, uh, of note that we should talk about the two big ones are one is olivia dabo as as melanie walker aka 10 just a you know veteran veteran actor veteran voice actress uh other DC connections. She voiced Star Sapphire in the Justice League Doom movie in okay. in uh, 2012, um, which of course had most of the DCAU voice cast back for that. So right, that's right, right. Uh, somewhat significant there. Okay. And uh, I think I think she does a pretty good job. Okay. Um, yeah, she's fine. Like, she's... Again, you're trying to contrast her with the girl. She's the the Catwoman or the Black Cat of this story. Right. Contrasting the Mary Jane Watson. You know, right. girl Gwen Stacy girlfriend. Right. So, like, yeah, she's she's good at that, and I'll be interested to see when she when she comes back because I think there's at least two more uh, episodes with her in it. Yeah, I think so. And I I'll I'll be interested to see what it's uh if you know if they build on that and if it makes me care a bit more about the character. Uh huh. Um, other than that, we have uh, George Lazenby as as King. Who uh, most famously, uh, I think he pl- he played James Bond for one movie. He was the guy who they like. They decided they were done with Connery. Mm-hmm. They cast George Lazenby. Nobody liked George Lazenby, <laughs> so they went back to Connery. <laughs> so like one, there's one James Bond movie that George Lazenby played James Bond, and I don't think it's a popular one. Okay. We're not Bond guys on this show, yeah, so someone guy. else would have to correct me if I'm wrong. But my my impression was that he was the in between. He was sandwiched in between. Right. He's like Bond one point five uh between between Connery and Connery. Got it. So uh but he's uh he I do like his performance. I think he's he's just asked to be like the stern like he's playing the aristocratic villain. Yeah. 
but I, I also disappointing like stepfather or like yes. whatever he is to to. And, and there's, like, a good scene where he's, like, lecturing Ten about how, they, you know, take your time, and, and then she doesn't, and she ends up tripping an alarm that causes all of the security to rain down on them. So I, I thought he did a good job. Yeah, I, he's fine. Um, outside of that, I mean, we have, a, a you know, the rest of the Royal Flesh Gang does all right. Amanda Donahue as, as Queen and, and Scott Cleverton as Jack. Jack is pretty silly. Yeah. But, I mean, that works. When you have four... He's the a quip four guy. Or five. Yeah, he's he's just there to say a couple funny things and you know be a be a knife 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 pervert. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, other than that, you, you get. I mean, your your big stars are of course are going to be Will Will, Will carries most of this as Terry, and you said we get we don't get enough of Kevin Conroy's Batman. That's what I think. That's what this needed almost across the board as we're Indeed. as we're getting to our last category here. Yeah. If you had more of that dichotomy, if you had a little bit more of Kevin Conroy's Bruce explaining, look, this is why I made those sacrifices. Right. This is why that, you know... Again, obviously, Return of the Joker hadn't been made yet. Justice League hadn't been made yet. But, you know, that thing about one night was obviously very specific. Sure. And, you know, if... So I think there there could just... There's so much potential for, I think, like, an all-time great here and it's just okay, and that kind of makes it a bit disappointing for me. But I went 6 out of 10 okay. for my uh, my voice scores here. I want a very, very different 5 out of 10. <laughs> um, it's, it's okay. I, th- I, think that, um, I think that Olivia does okay as, as Melanie slash 10. Um, there were a couple beats where I felt like she was sort of... I don't know. She was, I, I get what they were going with with her. She was supposed to be low energy because she's a teen and she's angsty. But... But the at, at times I feel like it, it just seemed like she was kind of going through the motions and not didn't really deliver her lines with a lot of emotion. And that, I guess that was it. She's supposed to be like I said, this depressed, angsty teen. Um, but I, I I don't know. I, I just didn't I didn't feel like it was authentic at times. Um, everything else was fine, uh, but nothing nothing blew me away. So um, I think that's why I, I ended up giving it a five out of ten. That's fair enough. All right. So I think that takes us to our final scores. Um, so my final score for this episode is going to be a 21 out of 40. And mine is a completely different 20 out of 40. Ah, you see, we are, we're different. We're, we're, we're the same, but we're a little different. We're a little different. It's almost like we're related. It's almost like that, um, yes. Yeah, it's, um, I guess we can talk about rewatchability real quick before we wrap up here. It's, I guess it's important just because 10 is a player in, uh, in the rest of the series, and, you know, she appears in some of the tie-in comics and the, the current ongoing in-continuity rebirth Batman Beyond series. Mm-hmm. So she is, like, an important character to the Batman Beyond True. mythos, but is that something... Can can you not just explain in, like, two <laughs> minutes what happens here? You probably could. I mean... I didn't again. I I feel like I'm being harsher on. Like I sound yeah. like I hate this. I didn't hate it. No, no. It's um, hard because we're coming off of that awful episode from last week. Yeah, we were so down on that. But no, I, I didn't hate this episode. It's just it's not good and it's not bad. It's. I mean, that's yeah. why we. It's a. It it gets literally fifty yes. percent of the of a perfect score. Like it's middle it's, of the road. It's middle of the literally. road. It's just okay. Um, I th- I think visually because it it's it's striking. You get the Royal Flush Gang. It's it's good. It's not. It's not a must see. Yeah, I would say though, if you're watching, if you're watching through Batman Beyond, 
go ahead and give it a watch. It's 20 minutes. It'll give you some backstory to why, yeah. uh, you know, Melanie as a character matters later on in the episodes. Also kind of gives you a, a little of the building of relationship between Terry and Bruce. Cause there is at the very end, there is a little bit of bonding when they, when Bruce brings in Selena, Kyle, you know, yes. he met, starts mentioning Selena Kyle, um, that he can relate to Terry as far as falling for somebody that is on the opposite side of the law. Yeah. So yeah, I I wouldn't say it's a must see. I would to say I would say it's a if you have time and you're watching Batman Beyond, go ahead and go ahead and watch it. Don't skip. It's not a skip it, but it's not a yeah. must see. I would say. <laughs> uh, our so our watchability recommendation also in the middle of the road, right? <laughs> much Very like our scores. Yes, indeed. All right, William. Well, uh, let's begin to wrap things up. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Uh, make sure you check us out at uh, dcaureview.com. If you are listening to us there already, thank you for checking us out. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Podcasts. Uh, we would appreciate that. Uh, if you don't mind, as we say occasionally, if you can give us a five-star review on iTunes, uh, give us uh, give us your five minutes or so to, to sign in and give us a review. We would very much appreciate that because it drives up some of the uh, the listenership. We want to get more people involved and, and get more feedback. We want to get better. We want people to like us, certainly, and listen to Please. us. Please. <laughs> Please like us. Please tell your friends about this show. Correct. Um, also, make sure uh, if you have any comments, you got any commentary, any thoughts, on this episode or any of the other 38 episodes that we've discussed or 38 plus episodes a couple movies we've done uh talk to liam he's on twitter all the time at dcau review liam yeah i I, we started doing a thing we did at the end of january where we kind of announced what we'd be doing a little bit further in advance usually i would have announce what we're doing basically the week before or like mm-hmm. the Tuesday before the Saturday. Mm-hmm. So we like we announced uh, probably the second week of January that we'd be doing uh, Batman Beyond this month. And uh so look out for our Twitter. Um probably we'll do another poll, see what you guys think we should do in March. So yeah. now that we're getting into February, we'll be we'll be in Batman Beyond all month and then when we get into March we'll we'll move on to one of the other three shows. It is the twentieth anniversary as we mentioned I think yes. last week. It is the twentieth anniversary of Batman Beyond uh debuted in January twenty years ago this this yeah. year. So. so I thought I thought it was good to uh, to get to get back in here and obviously our uh, our Twitter friends and fans agreed. Uh, it's always cool when that works out. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, but again, any feedback uh, on what we should do next, what uh, what you think of the existing episodes we have. Cal's done a great job setting up DCAUReview.com. If you're newer to the show, you can go back and listen. You can listen to our previous Batman Beyond episodes. You can search by villain, by show, any any sort of topic like that. So It's all broken down into categories. So yes, yeah, so uh, it's, it uh, it's really easy to navigate. Absolutely. All right, and uh, don't forget, as always, just briefly, we also have a Twitter contest going on. We talk about it every single week. You can win a copy of the Batman Almost Got Him card game. We're giving one of those away. All you got to do is retweet our pin tweet every single week. And then once we hit 250 followers, Liam, we're going to give away that game. We're getting close, super close. We're going to be excited to give it away. Absolutely. Um, So with that, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cal. And I'm Liam. And we will talk to you guys on the next episode of the DC. Bye-bye.